Rookery Radio Hour proudly presents The Penniless Penny Dreadful, tonight's story, The Tale of the Fatal Feline, written by Ian Custer, starring Ian Custer as Soliloquy Sam, the tall talesman, Hoover Wind as Wet Bradley, Nick Etherington as Tom, August Pollock as a newscaster, Thomas Bell and Jennifer Natoso as a man and a woman, and Ken Diggs as a cat. Narration by Jenna Edmonds. Button the top button on your coats, boys and girls, and screw up what's left of your meager courage. Because we're going behind the old abandoned Denny's on Peachtree Street to hear a soliloquy Sam, the tall talesman, spin us another one of his famous penniless penny dreadfuls. Oh, hello. I didn't notice you there. My name is Soliloquy Sam, and I'm the tall talesman. Won't you come join me by my roaring back alley trash barrel fire? That rather drippy pile of hats and coats over there is Wet Bradley. Hello. So named due to his perpetual dampness. Despite it sitting here next to this back alley trash barrel fire alongside me most nights. Yep. Can't seem to figure out the secret to it. Uh, the secret to what, Wet Bradley? Peanut brittle. Peanut brittle? Yep. The peanut brittle's got big old whole pieces of peanuts stuck in it. What exactly is the peanut pieces stuck into? You know what, WB? I have not got a clue. Because of its wallpaper paste, I ain't eating no more peanut brittle. I don't think peanut brittle's made of peanuts stuck into wallpaper paste. One can never be too sure. Well, that just leaves more peanut brittle for me then, I suppose. I got a whole jug of paint thinner, should you come to find your insides all binded up on account of the paste. I thank you, Wet Bradley, for the intention, if not the execution. Now on to tonight's story. You know about man's best friend, WB. You mean Klaatu, ruler of the deep and friend of all sea creatures? No, I do not. You mean lemongrass, which not only has a pleasant aroma, but it's also easy to grow and provides essential vitamins? Nope. You mean... I mean dogs. Dogs, Wet Bradley. Dogs is man's best friend. God damn. You sure you ain't had no wallpaper paste? Not recently. Well, tonight's account is about man's unbest friend. The Dracula? Cats. Noted. It's about a cat who kept showing up in the oddest of circumstances. Submitted for the approval of the Back Alley Trash Barrel Fire Society. I call tonight's story, The Tale of- Oh God, I've caught myself on fire! Hold I sit too close to it and now I'm on fire my jacket! Hold still, Sam, I've got all this paint thinner. I can pour on the flames. Don't you dare pour paint thinner on me, Wet Bradley! I can help! Show me go! Woo! No need for the highly flammable liquids, WB. I have put my own self out. Oh, man. Let's try this one more time. Submitted for the approval of the Back Alley Trash Barrel Fire Society, I call this story The Tale of the Fatal Feline. Our story begins on a space colony inside the mine of Britain's most eligible bachelorette. An old gray goose named Miss Tupperware. No, it does not. <laughs> Our story begins at an automotive manufacturing plant where Tom Frampkins is coming to the end of a long, difficult shift. For those of you unemployed folks out there who don't know what a shift is, 
Shift's what it's called when you do a thing for a while, and then somebody pays you for it. Like when I spend my whole day kicking over old pizza boxes and sometimes find a magic beans? Sort of like that. Whew, that's that then. What a long day. Right as he goes to punch out, Tom sees a jet black cat slink effortlessly through the crowded, busy factory. Say, how's a cat getting here? And why does it look so calm? Deciding that his microwave hungry man was more interesting than this feline mystery, Tom got in his car and drove back home. Later that night, as Tom was drifting off to sleep in front of his television, the 10 o'clock news had a dire pronouncement. Springfield City Automotive Plant was the site of a grisly accident today when floor operator Chet Brixen accidentally fell face first into a metal smasher. Oh no, not Chet. That poor fool. The next day, Tom's work was closed down so the investigators could look at all the blooded up machinery. Tom decided to take in a movie, something with a French title, and it adequately distracted him from the dark thoughts of Chet's smashed up corpse. On his way back out of the theater, what should cross Tom's path but a jet black cat? Wobby! That looks an awful lot like the cat from the factory. Hey man, watch out. What the hell? <laughs> But before he could investigate the possibility of a talking animal, the cat scurried in through the open movie theater door and disappeared. That afternoon, when he stopped for gas at the quick fuel, Tom overheard a startling conversation. Yeah, the whole place just went up in blazes. Firefighters were hauling out burned up bodies for more than an hour. Oh God, that's awful. I loved going to that theater. That makes two deadly accidents I've missed. I must be the luckiest son of a gun in the world. After a night of fitful dreams, Tom awoke and turned on his TV to watch his favorite morning variety show, Springfield This Morning. Amid the crowd shot of people gathered outside the TV studio, Tom saw something strange. Is that? It can't be. It's the same damn cat. Just as the camera panned from the crowd shot to the outdoor cooking demonstration, Tom got a front row seat to the disaster of the decade. <laughs> On live TV, broadcast to thousands of people throughout the greater Springfield area, a train smashed through the shot, smushing the hosts, the cooking demonstrators, and most of the crowd into a wet, slick, red goo. Oh dear Lord, all those people. And that cat, that cat. Tom had it figured out. Wherever that cat went, death and dismemberment were sure to follow. He had to tell someone, anyone, to watch out for that cat. He ran to his car. He was going to drive to the Capitol building and try and convince the governor to call the National Guard out on this cat. Something's got to be done about that murderous animal. But as Tom was merging onto the interstate, something darted out in front of him. Oh no! The cat! In his terrified but proactive state, Tom jerked the wheel of his car to the left to try and crush the beast. I've got you now, you horrible son of a- But in his tenaciousness, Tom neglected to notice the 18-wheeler bearing down on him until it was too late! Ah! Tom was killed instantly! <laughs> In a statement to police, the truck driver claims that a black cat wandered out from underneath that pulverized car. Hell, Sam. That cat must have been some kind of 
Harbinger of destruction. Sure enough. You think if that cat knows so much about death and whatnot, it'd be able to tell me the secrets of peanut brittle? I think it's just a story, WB. That cat don't exist. <sighs> so the mystery continues. Everybody wave goodbye to Soliloquy Sam, the tall tales man. We'll come visit him again next time, behind the old abandoned Denny's on Peachtree Street, for another one of his famous penniless penny dreadfuls. The Rookery Radio Hour presents The Penniless Penny Dreadful, The Tale of the Fatal Feline. Sound design and audio engineering by Simon Karen. Podcast produced by Simon Karen and Ken Diggs. The Rookery Radio Hour is directed by Ian Custer. Check Facebook and Twitter for live show dates, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. See you next time. Mm-hmm.